This Rich Eisen Show podcast is sponsored by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and maybe even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Now. Now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do, so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. Yeah. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Goats have home lives, too. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Rich Eisen. Hello, Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen. Oh, that's Susie Eisen Hilton. (laughs) (laughs) The Rich Eisen Show. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Brian Weber. Welcome to the program. Always great to be sitting in for Rich, fired up and feeling good on this Labor Day. Yes, we are working hard, literally digging verbal ditches. No, there'll be no heavy lifting. That's why I signed up to be a broadcaster years ago. We're in a great frame of mind because Labor Day means, unfortunately for the kids, school's coming back, summer's winding down, but for all of us, Football is back. We're going wall-to-wall football over the next three hours. However, the goal, as always, is to be interactive. Hit me up on Twitter. That's B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. Phone calls, a possibility. We take them selectively at 1-844-204-RICH, 1-844-204-7424. By now, hopefully you've heard me filling in for Rich in the past. If you've heard me elsewhere, you know my philosophy. I'm never going to overwhelm you with guests. We move quickly, just one guest per hour in 20 minutes. Take you across the NFL with the season kicking off Thursday night. Looking forward to our latest conversation with NFL insider Jason Cole, author of Elway, A Relentless Life. Jason has been covering the league for a variety of platforms over the last few decades. We're going to kick off hour number two, talking college football. What a wild game that was last night. Hopefully, Brian Kelly can take solace by spending quality time with his family. I think he should find a better special teams coordinator based on that debacle in Kelly's head coaching debut for LSU last night. But it was an insane game, wildly entertaining to watch momentum go back and forth between Florida State and LSU. We'll give you the key takeaways from week one, which continues throughout this day. It's great to have college football and Clemson playing in prime time tonight. And look forward to not only what's coming up on this Saturday, but the future of the sport changing radically with the announcement on Friday that seemed inevitable. And what do you know, despite the contracts and all the particulars, the powers that be that run college football, found a way to expand the playoff to 12 teams, possibly 
as soon as two years from now. We'll go in-depth with P. Futek from collegefootballnews.com. So get your tweets fired up. I multitask. B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. It's a shame there's no video version of the program, although I'm still wearing makeup just in case there's a hidden camera. I'm getting punked here, but melting coming to work in Southern California. It's hot. How hot is it? I know. It's probably warm wherever you may be listening to the program, but if we had the simulcast going with a reminder, Rich is making the big move to Roku, and he'll continue to give you all the particulars when he's back tomorrow with Brockman, my guy Del Tufo, and TJ Jefferson. But if we had the YouTube capability, you would see a man sweating profusely, not only because it's a billion degrees in Southern California, but because I'm in a studio that I used to work in for the better part of a decade, even though I've toiled for over 10 years in this facility, I can never get the microphone where I want it to be. So if you hear some adjustments, do not touch that dial. Do people still have dials? I do, because I have a pre-owned car from 1994. And who's smiling now, tough guy? Hang on to your money. But if you ever hear any fluctuations in the audio, although our technical producer, Art Martinez, will make sure I sound as good as possible, it's because there's a lonely man in a studio by himself, as I go third person, just trying to find the sweet spot of the microphone. Let's jump in talking NFL. Part of me wants to go all in on college football. And let me say this quietly. I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich. one 204 rich one 204 7424 In 15 minutes, we talk NFL with Jason Cole. I love college football as much as I love the NFL, primarily because... When I started a million years ago, college football was profoundly different from the National Football League. And that's my biggest pushback. And I've been consistent, maybe the only person out there saying there's nothing wrong with the current 14 playoff other than it's the same teams over and over and over again. You could talk me into six teams, but when we got to six potentially, I wasn't going to care who the seventh best team in America was, and that's the conundrum on a big word Labor Day. When we're going to 12, and 12 means 16 is coming within five years after the 12-team playoff is implemented. May have to wait until 2026 because of logistical reasons. But the expansion of the playoff, while we all think more football is a good thing, and it's phenomenal, We have an NFL game coming up on Thursday. That was a tremendous development by the league to take over Thursday night and expand all the excitement surrounding week one. But college football mattered because of the significance of the regular season. And watching, for example, Notre Dame have a quality loss, quote-unquote, at the horseshoe because Ohio State was a 17-and-a-half-point favorite in that game, and the Irish at least kept it close, although credit Ohio State for ramping up the defense. And we'll talk about P. Futak coming up to kick off hour number two of the program. That was one of my biggest takeaways. We know that Ohio State had a historically productive offense last year. Well, here comes the defense, and that was the focus of the offseason for Ryan Day. But I don't want college football to be a precise carbon copy of the NFL because we have the NFL. And we're already all in with it. So with that, as we think about why football has become king, and I don't want to become the 
redundant parody of a fill-in hack just talking about things the way they used to be. That's my podcast, How Things Used to Be with B-Web, available wherever you get your podcast or the Odyssey app. But not too long ago, Labor Day weekend still had a big baseball connection. And we could talk about Aaron Judge continuing his pursuit of Roger Maris and more, or Albert Pujols making more history. He's one away from A-Rod after going deep last night, sitting on 695. But the NFL has become king for a variety of reasons. Gambling, certainly a large part of that equation. But fundamentally, not to get too deep on a holiday, the NFL motivates all of us because of the notion of hope. And later in the show, I'll go through the teams most likely to make the big leap forward, moving from worst to first, like the Bengals did last year, making it all the way to the Super Bowl. Look, over the last 20 years in the NFL, it's happened every year except for two seasons. Somebody's gone from the bottom to the top to win their division, mostly because of how wretched the NFC East has been for the better part of 20 years. But if you're a baseball fan, and you happen to live in Pittsburgh or just love the Buccos because, like me, you're old and can close your eyes. Don't do it if you're driving. But you can conjure up the images of Willie Stargell, John Candelaria, Omar Marino, and Dave Parker when they were rocking those cool hats in the late 1970s. If you're a Pirate fan, you know you have no shot. Why would you care at all about baseball other than It's part of the rhythms of our lives because it's around every day. Well, that's what the NFL has been able to capture. There's a reason to talk football nearly 48 weeks of the year. I will concede there is that fallow period. And because Mike Florio is a great contributor to this program, and because I'm in a studio in which I used to work at much more frequently, even Mike would take a month off from his duties of pro football talk. And what do you know? Brian Weber was available because I like to work and I work cheaply. But football consumes us because there's something to talk about every day. And because as you survey the landscape of the 32 fan bases out there, just about everybody has the reason to believe things are going to get better. As the great Howard Jones said many years ago, Uh, think about Jacksonville. It can't get any worse, right? They have a functioning head coach in Doug Peterson, who's won a Super Bowl. Anything would be an upgrade over Urban Meyer. And how in the world, other than having a brand name still in college football and lazy executives, how does Urban go from being the punchline across the football world to walking back to a studio and saying nothing. That's the gig you want, folks. You either want to be a backup quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo, and we'll break that down coming up in 10 minutes, give you the pros and cons of what the Niners did. Certainly it feels like they have carved into the confidence of Trey Lance by keeping Garoppolo. We'll talk about that with Jason Cole, NFL insider for outkick.com. But, If you want a job that comes with a lot of security and not a lot of work, be a fired, disgraced college football coach because you'll always get a broadcasting job, or be a backup quarterback. Survey the rest of the NFL, and maybe this is just hard knocks mania running wild, brother. 
There's a lot of buzz out there for the Lions. I will not do my normal Lions rants. I can do it quickly. Haven't won a championship since 1957, the curse of Bobby Lane. Last time they won the division, 1994. Last time they won a playoff game, 1991. But because Dan Campbell is encouraging his team to bite the kneecaps off of the opposition, people believe this is the year the Lions are finally going to be relevant. Well, the pushback would be, no, they're still the Lions. Nothing's going to change until the Ford family either needs the money, which don't think is going to happen in my lifetime, but you never know. We bailed out the automakers once or twice over the last 40 years. Or they just realize this asset has appreciated so much cash out and sell the Lions to another member of the Walmart family because they have 4 or $5 billion lying around the palatial mansion. But the reason I bring up Jared Goff is to make this point. As we think about the NFL getting ready to kick off on Thursday, and it's going to be a marquee matchup, can't wait to see what the Bills have to offer, how they handle the burden of expectations, especially with the excitement of the Rams having the banner unveiled here in Southern California. If you've not paid attention, that line has moved pretty well over the last month or so. Rams were about a one-point favorite four weeks ago. Now Buffalo, a a two-and-a-half-point choice. And it really comes down to how much you believe in Josh Allen taking the next step in his career. He's right there. If you want to go through MVP odds, we can do that later in the program. In fact, I have it just off to my left because I'm going to talk about the outlook for Russell Wilson, who, as a reminder, has never earned a single MVP vote Yet we feel like because he's Russ, he's going to change everything in Denver. But as you take a step back and think about who is the face, and I'm not trying to bring up personal appearance, but I can't avoid it because the last time we saw him at the podium, Tom Brady looked different. I'll put it that way. So who's the face of the NFL? It's still Brady. And you think about all of the different nuances connected to Another marquee game coming up on Sunday with Tampa Bay taking on Dallas. What if the Bucks look lousy? Well, Cowboy fans will be even more insufferable, but how much are we going to hear about the detriment, the negative that Brady created for his football team by walking away for 11 days? But if Brady is still, and I endorse this view, the face of the NFL, who's the most important person across the league? You can ponder that for a moment. The answer, in my view, is Sean McVay, not because I'm doing lazy radio, because I'm based in Southern California, and we have the Rams taking on the Bills on Thursday night, but because of that notion I was talking about a few minutes ago of hope. Because just consider the evolution of the Rams since they came back to Southern California, a marketplace that had moved on from the NFL for 25 years, and nobody cared here because... The majority of folks who live in the greater Southern California area have other teams to root for. We have so many transplants, and you've heard this a billion times. There are many things to do, not when it's 104 degrees, but generally you can go skiing or you can go to the beach or whatever you want to do if you have a life. The Rams came back to an apathetic fan base beyond the hardcores who went out and got a jerry curl like Eric Dickerson or we're thinking about the glory days of Roman Gabriel, they come back with Mr. 7-9 and himself, Jeff Fisher, 
with an offense that was so stagnant. Remember Todd Gurley? Remember him? When running backs were still relevant in the NFL outside a handful of guys, and that's only five years ago. If you know where Todd Gurley is, you probably do because of your fantasy football draft. Give me a call, 1-844-204-RICH. That team was hideous to watch. They go 4-12, and and then everything changes. Why? The arrival of Sean McVay. Now, I realize he's had a lot of talent to utilize, and we never talk about defense unless Aaron Donald is wildly swinging not one but two helmets in the direction of the Bengals in that joint practice. But if Sean McVay could get Jared Goff to a Super Bowl, and if Sean McVay could win a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford, tell me who is a more important figure across the NFL. Or just spend a moment thinking about his coaching tree. There are 32 teams in the NFL, the perfect number, but don't get too attached to that. That's going to change within the next five years because that's the next way the current owners around the league can make even money beyond the media cash. Expansion is coming. I think two teams in Chicago when the Bears moved to Arlington Park. But currently the number is 32. Five of the head coaching jobs across the league occupied by McVay and former assistants. And remember, McVay is only 36 years old. That's a major impact in the National Football League. I have no life. I looked up how the coaching tree did last year. 32 and 14. Two of them made the playoffs. It was an all Sean McVay Super Bowl matching wits with Zach Taylor. used to be on the staff. Riding Joe Burrow through the worst to first transformation with the Bengals winding up in the Super Bowl. Matt LaFleur and the Packers underachieved in that Horrendous postseason game against Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners, although Garoppolo didn't do anything. It was based on the defense and special teams. Still, LaFleur has made it already to a pair of NFC title games. All the talk about this is the year that Kirk Cousins is finally going to take the next step forward hinges on the departure of Mike Zimmer and the new head coach in Minnesota, Kevin O'Connell, because apparently we can't blame Kirk. It was all about In addition to not getting a lot of help on defense, Zimmer didn't believe in him. I don't believe in Cousins other than his ability to print money, but that's a separate conversation. But as we compare and contrast, and we'll do this in the final hour of the program, the explosive growth, the flowering of the McVay coaching tree, well, line that up against the slowly declining Bill Belichick coaching tree, which now includes not one, but two of his kids, And Matt Patricia, now going to be calling the plays in New England, even though he was a failed head coach for the Lions and has spent his entire year, as far as I can tell, over the last 12 months, what? Growing that ridiculous beard and convincing insiders across the NFL it wasn't his fault that the Lions were terrible. Blame the curse of Bobby Lane. One other reason to believe in McVay, the guy still has remarkable passion. Burnout is a consistent reality across the NFL. Dick Vermeil, great to see Dick finally enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We'll talk about not only having the cot in his office, going home and occasionally forgetting his kids' ages because he hadn't seen them in four months once the NFL season kicked off. McVeigh still looks fresh. Not just about the optics in Southern California. I'm not saying that he 
went to see Dr. with a scalpel in Beverly Hills. I'm just saying the energy is still there. And much as we talked about Patrick Mahomes having the ability to win not one, not two, not three, although he's underachieved in recent years and a reminder of just how hard it is to win a Super Bowl, even when you have a single Lombardi trophy secured. Well, I think it is fair, and we'll talk about it coming up with Jason Cole, to make the argument that the Rams should be favored to win it all. And I am the biggest Matthew Stafford denier you're going to find. I'll give you the reasons I don't believe in Stafford coming up. And I'm well aware of the fact that no team has gone back-to-back in the NFL in 18 years. Still, because I believe that much in McVay and because of Aaron Donald and adding Bobby Wagner, if it's possible, somehow the reigning Super Bowl champs feel like they're not being talked about enough. But hopefully I have rectified that, and I can do that with you if you want to pick up the phone. one 204 rich I'll check out the Twitter account coming up. That's B.W. Weber. Weber with two Bs, nothing but NFL in this first hour of the program. In 40 minutes, we kick off hour number two, talking college football with P. Futak from collegefootballnews.com. Straight ahead, we'll keep the pro football momentum going. I'll tell you why I still don't believe in Matthew Stafford. Did you look at his numbers last year? I did. Did you notice how many interceptions he threw? 17. The most in nine years, but you keep telling me Stafford's going to the Hall of Fame. We will spend plenty of time under center, and we'll focus on the San Francisco Bay Area by keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. How much could the 49ers be undermining Trey Lance? We'll talk about it all with Jason Cole, NFL insider for Outkick.com, author of Elway, A Relentless Life. But first, when you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, You're opening up more than just doors. You're unlocking potential. The potential to do your own thing, be your own boss, steer your own success, and blaze your own trail. Each and every Sprinter van is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal you set to help you follow your own passions. Reawaken that spirit of adventure and check all those big, bold, fun, and exciting experiences off your bucket list. Owning a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van lets you live, work, and play out your dreams no matter how far off the beaten path they'll take you. And with 16 body types, your choice of a gas or diesel engine, and thousands of ways to customize, a Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So now's the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. Just getting warmed up on this Labor Day. We appreciate the company. I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich. It's the Rich Eisen Show. Are you struggling to close deals? Business-to-business selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals such as job changes or which accounts you should prioritize, and shows you hidden allies so you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's one 
billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you the most up-to-date first-party data, enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash direct. That is linkedin.com slash direct for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash direct and get started. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Brian Weber back with you in for Rich Eisen. We are live. We'll do it live on the Rich Eisen Show. Phone calls. An option, 1-844-204-RICH, 1-844-204-7424. As always, your tweets are welcome. B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. I try to live up to my pledge. We call it forward promotion in the business. I was looking forward to a conversation with Jason Cole, longtime NFL insider. I'm still going to plug the book, Elway, A Relentless Life. Jason's not available. That's understandable. It is a holiday after all, meaning... It is me and you for the entire first hour of the program and just over a half hour. We'll take you across college football with Pete Futak from collegefootballnews.com. Final hour, we'll be joined by another NFL insider, Eric Edom, now of NFL Media, making the move from Yahoo to NFL.com and NFL Network, where I used to work, and I hope that Eric has a much longer tenure. I was one and done, like everybody who is proficient in college basketball, right? You don't want to hang around any place too long, but it's reminiscent of the line from, here's a contemporary reference, and we'll get to the NFL in a second. The Odd Couple, when they had the guy with the big voice do the introduction about setting up the backstory between Felix and Oscar, how they wound up being roommates, and both of them were thrown out, but the way that was phrased was da 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 da. He was asked to leave shortly thereafter, and that's sort of how I made my exit from NFL Network. But pleased to be defending Rich's brand. So I mentioned we were going to talk 49er football. We're going to do that presently. I'll have more of an opportunity to tell you why. Even with a Super Bowl ring, I am not a believer in Matthew Stafford. It is very interesting. Have you seen the reports? Hopefully not. You have better things to do on a holiday weekend than scan the wires, as we used to say. But it is interesting with the Bills and Rams coming up on Thursday, how suddenly the entire outlook for Matthew Stafford has changed. A month ago, Sean McVay was as transparent. That's probably another reason why I enjoy 
what McVeigh has to offer so much. He's not one of these traditional say-nothing, petty tyrant football coaches that we see especially in the college game. But it was McVeigh who volunteered to the media. Stafford is far from 100% with that lingering elbow issue. Well, what do you know with the Bills coming to Southern California on Thursday? Apparently now, Stafford is moving forward with, quote-unquote, no limitations. Nothing to see here. He's going to be just fine. The situation at San Francisco is fascinating on so many levels. And fair to say, it's been botchamania so far for the Niners. Going back to, and again, I can only trust the validity of these reports, and I'm not coming up with the fake news narrative I believe the majority of NFL insiders because they wouldn't still have those jobs and they're high paying and good gigs and hard to get if they were not accurate more times than not. In contrast to the NBA, where if you're looking for one more job, a side hustle to your side hustle in this gig economy, just throw out if people still have resumes Just put it out there on your CV. Go to LinkedIn right now, but keep the radio going. I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich Eisen. We appreciate you spending time with us on this Labor Day. Rich and the guys back tomorrow, getting you all set for week one of the NFL. But if you're looking for one more role to play, in addition to dog washer, that's where the money's at, not walking, the washing, and picking up food for people who are too lazy to leave their homes. Just say you're an NBA insider because there's an army of them and they're never right other than Woj. But did anybody see the twists and turns of Kevin Durant's summer playing out? No, but in the NFL, we catch wind of everything. So just think about how the situation with the Niners has coalesced. We know, according to reports, that Kyle Shanahan had interest in Tom Brady but was overruled by John Lynch and other people within the organization. We know it was literally a draft day decision whether to go with Trey Lance or Mac Jones. And I don't know that either one of those fellas so far, and certainly a very small sample size for Trey, but remember how little he played in North Dakota State because of the COVID protocols there. We don't know who either Mac Jones or Trey Lance are. I think we have a better understanding, and we knew it coming out of Alabama, that Jones is limited physically. That's why the decision by Bill Belichick to go with either a power-sharing arrangement between Joe Judge, failed head coach at the New York Football Giants, and Matt Patricia, failed head coach of the Detroit Lions, to run the offense with Patricia apparently getting the final say. That is all phenomenal example of hubris, blind pride, because Belichick is convinced he can do it his own way. He wants to be surrounded by, quote-unquote, people that he is capable of trusting. Well, how about thinking about the best interest of Mac Jones? Couldn't Mac use an established play caller with a body of work as we saw Mac fade over the last third of the regular season, I'll go back to that game against the Colts in which he was absolutely terrible. And how did he do in that playoff game in which the Bills nearly hung half a hundred on New England? But we'll talk more about the Patriots coming up in the final hour of the program. But for Shanahan, apparently, every step of the way, despite the fact that this team is all in on Trey Lance, as reflected by 
their willingness to trade up and give up a lot to have the ability to draft him. Why in the world is Jimmy Garoppolo still on this football team? And the answer is the Niners clearly are not fully confident in Trey Lance. Now, there are layers to this, as typically is the case. Remember, they're getting Jimmy G at a tremendous discount, and I can understand the notion that you'll want an insurance policy, but these are more football 101 buzzwords. Let's just talk about the reality of NFL locker rooms. I'm not pretending I'm in there. I shouldn't be. I no longer have a credential. But years ago, coincidentally, when I was a local broadcaster in the San Francisco Bay Area, I was around NFL teams. And most of what you hear is true. The locker room could not be more divided based on real estate. The quarterbacks are over in their own area. If we're talking about Russell Wilson, who we'll tackle next, guys like Russ have their own castle with a lazy boy and a flat screen TV over there. And then the backups are hovering just basking in the glory of a future Hall of Famer. So when you talk about divided locker room, that's how it's laid out. But it's also a metaphor with the defense congregating on one side and the offense on the other side, and they go to their individual position meetings. Don't you think the first game that Trey Lance struggles in, forget about dopes calling sports talk radio or trolls on social media, I'm focusing on people that actually matter. The other guys on the 53-man roster, because football, more than any other sport, relies on teamwork. If somebody's not blocking, I don't care if you're Patrick Mahomes. You have no opportunity to get that pass off. So what about the mindset of the rest of the guys on the team who apparently like Jimmy Garoppolo, however you view Garoppolo, and I think he's limited, and just think about The Super Bowl, since I'm on this Mahomes rant today, I'm Brian Weber in for Rich Eisen, Labor Day edition of the Rich Eisen Show. If Garoppolo hits Emmanuel Sanders, 49ers win that Super Bowl. Here's the spin I'm hearing about the NFC title game. The Niners were a dropped interception away from defeating the Rams. Well, why don't we tell like it is? If Garoppolo had made a few more throws, it's the Niners going back to the Super Bowl. The Niners have had... Their phenomenal run as of late, not because of Garoppolo, I'm not going to say despite him, but he's just been one layer of the success as a high-end game manager who has been susceptible to injuries, in fairness, not too banged up last year, although he's coming off a shoulder procedure, another reason why the trade market wasn't there, and I think most people plugged in around the NFL had a notion the Niners might hang on to Garoppolo because they don't fully believe in Trey Lance. But Garoppolo, over his body of work, has gotten hurt too much, and he's thrown too many interceptions. That was the whole reason why Kyle Shanahan, with his innovative offensive play calling, other than with a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl, you give me that one specific circumstance, he's not so hot. Other than that, Shanahan's a genius, just ask him. But that was the motivation to move on from Garoppolo. And here we are with the Niners taking on the Bears on Sunday. San Francisco should handle that game, although it's on the road. Nice to go to Soldier Field in September, not December. San Francisco last check a seven-point favorite in that game. But even if the Niners handle their business in straightforward fashion coming up on Sunday— The first game 
that Lance has a wobbly performance, and he will, because everyone does over the course of 16, now 17 regular season games, and because of his limited experience, first game that Lance is lousy in, now you've got a problem in that locker room. And I don't care about the financial savings the Niners achieved by getting Garoppolo to restructure the deal. How much would you pay for the roster to believe in your starting quarterback? And that's the trade-off. So I don't fully understand the psychology of this move unless, and usually this is the case, things are self-evident, unless this is just John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan telling us flatly, by the transaction to keep Garoppolo at a discount, they don't fully believe in Trey Lance. They want a capable backup that they can plug in who knows the offense, even though Garoppolo, according to reports, has not been going to the offensive meetings, at least wasn't when he was separate from the team. Essentially told, Jimmy, you're the four-string quarterback. We're going to get you out of here. And then everything changed. So to me, that is one of the most compelling storylines. Don't love that word, but compelling elements to track as we get closer to the regular season kicking off Thursday with the Bills at the Rams and that Taj Mahal of football here in Southern California. The Monday night matchup is spicy because it's the return of Russ. Russell Wilson going back to Seattle. The poor Seahawks going with Geno Smith. Why? Thank you very much. I'll talk about what the... Seahawks' motivation is why they did not make the move for Jimmy Garoppolo. And it's better, though, to celebrate teams that could achieve something as opposed to a team in disarray like the Seahawks. So with old faces in new places at the quarterback position, how much of a difference is Russell Wilson really going to make in the rugged AFC West? Plus, what does the contract that he signed late last week mean for Lamar Jackson. It is Monday. Hopefully you're not working. It is a business day in the NFL. You know that Jackson has the deadline, and we'll talk about the particulars of what that deadline could actually be, but let's just play it out literally. Season for Baltimore starts Sunday at the Meadowlands. Call it the Joe Flacco Bowl. Yes, Joey Flacco guiding the Jets against his old team, what does Russell Wilson's contract mean for Lamar Jackson? That's coming up. Much more NFL to get to. I'm Brian Weber. I appreciate you spending part of your Labor Day with us as we roll on on this busy edition of The Rich Eisen Show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. Brian Weber and for Rich Eisen on this Labor Day edition of the Rich Eisen Show. You can hit me up on Twitter. It's B.W. Weber. Weber with two Bs. The phone number 1-844-204-RICH. 1-844-204-7424. Let's keep the NFL conversation going. We have located a great friend and one of the best in the business. It's Jason Cole, NFL insider for Outkick.com, author of many books, including Elway, a Relentless Life. Jason, I appreciate you taking the time. How you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? Fantastic. Did you have to ponder that? Are you exceptional today? I'm above ground. <laughs> I'm therefore okay. fantastic. I admire your enthusiasm. I just spent a good chunk of time talking about the 49ers. I would love your view. I can understand the motivation to keep Jimmy Garoppolo around at a reduced salary, but let's just take a step back and think about team psychology or most notably the self-belief of Trey Lance. Jason, don't you think that even having this insurance policy, while that could be an asset, could go a long way to undermining the confidence of Lance, especially when he has a lousy game? Yeah. So why'd they do it? 100%. Um, Because they, you know, A, you don't want to give away um, an asset without getting something for him. B, um, you know, they needed a good, they need a good backup because their backup situation was Nate Sudfeld, which is just okay. Um, and I think that C, in their heart of hearts, they've admitted that Trey Lance is probably not ready to do the things that they need to do. And if you watched him in preseason, and I know, look, preseason is preseason, but. I've been hearing the same thing all offseason that I saw play out in the last, you know, preseason game. He's not incredibly accurate in in the way that you need a, a quarterback to be accurate. In other words, you can't just hit a guy. You have to hit a guy in the right spot on the run. You can't miss out in front that much. You can't miss on – when you throw to the outside – you can't throw to the inside shoulder. You have to throw to the outside shoulder. You know, there there are all these little things that he does that are the difference sometimes in winning and losing games. And this is a team that can't afford 
to have little things go against them when you're chasing a championship. But the 49ers are trying to thread an incredibly narrow needle of winning a championship while developing a franchise quarterback. It's really hard. to. It's hard to do either one of those, Mm -hmm. but to do it under these circumstances, even harder. I mean, yeah, the, the Dolphins in the early 80s did it with Dan Marino. Okay, well, Dan Marino played four years at college football. Okay, he played, he played at a high level at Pitt you know, when Pitt was good. He came in having thrown the ball around a lot. And the rules changed. I mean, all these other things that happened. And who were the yeah, quarterbacks? Don say, Strzok well, and David Woodley a million years ago? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't much competition. Right. You know, David Woodley, everybody knew. And, and – and there wasn't this, you know, all this going on. So the 49ers are facing a really difficult task because Jimmy doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's the, you know, as much as he's not a great player, he doesn't screw things up that enough. And he, he doesn't get in the way. And Trey Lance is going to screw some things up. Can you overcome them along the way? And here's the biggest one. They're playing Chicago in week one. Mm-hmm. What happens if Justin Fields looks better than Trey Lance? I mean, never mind. Let's say that. Chicago somehow wins this game, which they shouldn't. But they're home. It's their opening week. They're going to come out, you know, like they're shot out of a cannon and and all those things. And the 49ers, while they're really good, you know, I, I, I can't see them just rolling through this game, right? I think this is going to be a low-scoring, ugly game. What happens if Justin Fields looks better than Trey Lance? How does that play in the locker room with the players – who are fighting to win the championship. Precisely. Yeah, no, I fully understand the rationale. I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich Eisen, taking you across the NFL with Jason Cole. Jason, because you are expansive, let me know if you can do this in four minutes, because this is a comprehensive topic, and you've done a lot of reporting on Lamar Jackson. we got four minutes left in the segment, so I'll be concise with the question. What is the likelihood that the Ravens and Jackson get the deal done this week? 15 to 20%. He has to to have somebody come to him and say, look, don't walk away from this kind of guaranteed money. Don't walk away from, I don't know if it's 150, 160, 107, 180, whatever the amount is. Don't walk away from that. You know, your your pride about wanting to have a fully guaranteed contract that is worth more than Deshaun Watson, put that aside. This is life-altering money. But... There's just as good an argument of, look, they're going to have to franchise tag you anyways. You're going to get most of that money if you just play this thing out, as long as you don't get hurt. The one problem with Lamar Jackson is, you know, when you make a living at quarterback with your legs the way that he does, and I know everybody says, well, he's avoid, he avoids big hits. I'm sorry. You don't avoid them forever. When you, have, when you can end up like Cam Newton and having a much shorter career than most other guys. Now, Cam Newton played long enough to make a lot of money, and he's fine, and that's a good thing. But he did not have as long a career as a lot of us, you know, as a lot of people would have expected of a guy taking number one overall at quarterback, right? You want those guys to last 14, 15, 16 years if you can. I just don't see it with Lamar Jackson. I would – I would counsel him if if this is north of $150 million guaranteed, take that money and run. Jason, great information as always. I'm talking college football to start the next hour of the program. Is our beloved Stanford Cardinal going to wind up in the Big Ten? 
I don't want to talk about the Colgate game. I don't want to talk about the Colgate game. I'm looking forward. Well, I've got, no, you got to throw it. Tanner McKee was really, was very, was Okay, you good, found a positive, yeah. He was, he was, it was, you know, it was an ugly game, but he, he was pretty good. I got I to give him that. Okay. I don't want to go to the Big Ten. I don't want to fly to West Lafayette. I don't want to go to the Big Ten either, but we might have to. Because unless ESPN puts a lot of money on the table to keep the Pac-10 at night, alive as as your your boy rich eisen likes to call it the pack 10 at night um it's uh it's doomed i mean there utah arizona state arizona and colorado are just like so nervous right now because they have that offer from the big 12 to go there and and break away they have a good offer from the big yeah but do not underestimate the power of the conference of champions i'll just leave it there okay uh, I vastly under I, – I don't want to overestimate the power. <laughs> Look, I still of, work for the conference, the and conference. I want to work there. So we're going to end on a high note. Jason, I appreciate you taking the time on the holiday. We'll talk soon. Jason Cole, <laughs> NFL insider. I'll kick the – Thank you, Jason. I don't need a blogger picking up on that. Let me just give you a disclaimer. The views of Jason Cole and anything I say do not reflect the views of any of my employers. I'm looking forward to a big season of volleyball – Soccer, then it's on the hoops. My 10th year at Pac-12 Network. I'm alumnus of two Pac-12 schools. Why am I working on a holiday? The answer is, I love it. Where else would I rather be, especially when I have a chance to fill in for Rich and the guys? That was a rapidly paced first hour. We're going to keep it going, coming up in the second hour of the program. We'll kick it off, as promised, talking college football. Then we'll get back to the NFL. Going to spend a good chunk of time Trying to figure out the mindset, the headspace of Aaron Rodgers. Is he going to go back to back to back, make it three MVPs? But more importantly, is he going to win another Super Bowl in his career? One is terrific. Two is legacy changing. That's coming up. As mentioned, phone calls are an option. 1-844-204-RICH. Hit me up on Twitter. That's B.W. Weber. Weber with two Bs. Straight ahead, talking college football. With the 12-team playoff looming, does that mean we're going to get a half dozen teams from the SEC? That's on the way when we check in with Pete Futak from collegefootballnews.com. Thanks for hanging out with us on Labor Day. I'm Brian Weber. In for Rich Eisen, it's the Rich Eisen Show.